0: Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. The lethal terror attack on civilians innocently walking down Istanbul's Istiklal Street on November 13 was probably perpetrated by a Kurdish underground cell fighting Turkish rule over this ethnic group. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan responded by instructing air raids into Kurdish concentrations in both northern Syria and Iraq and announced that a cross-border ground offensive in Syria would follow when conditions are most suitable. The Kurdish forces in Syria, who comprised a better part of the local inhabitants fighting with American support, the remnants of the Islamic State, threatened to abstain from this campaign. Washington, consequently, once again, tried to dissuade Ankara in order to serve a higher strategic interest. To help us find our way out of this labyrinth, we are joined all the way from Ankara, Turkey by Omer Kizilchik, who is a foreign policy and security analyst. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me. Also joining us from Washington, D.C. is retired U.S. Army Brigadier General Mark Kimmett, who was the former uh, U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for Political and Military Affairs. Thank you for joining us as well, General.
2: Certainly, Jonathan.
1: And uh, with me in the studio, as always, our TV7 editor-at-large and host of Watchmen Talk, Powers in Play, and so much more, Mr. Amir Oren. Amir, give us a broader understanding on the current state of play and the complexities that come with it.
0: So our viewers um, uh, by now uh, must understand that uh, it's a very complicated subject because the Kurds, for some uh, people, some uh, forces or factors in the Middle East play a very positive role, and for others, or at least um, uh, in other parts of the time, they play a more negative role. And um, it gets um, intertwined. Now, um, for the um, Americans and other uh, parts of the anti-Daesh alliance, the Kurdish forces in northern Syria are a crucial component of uh, these forces, the so-called Syrian Democratic Forces. And without them the uh, anti-Daesh campaign uh, is in danger of losing uh, its uh, steam. For the Turkish government, of course, uh, the uh, Kurdish uh, underground organization, the PKK, is uh, a terrorist uh, threat uh, to the nation of Turkey. And you may add to that that because the uh, Kurds are spread over Uh, Some parts of the Middle East, uh, including uh, Iran and uh, Iraq, Uh, what has happened uh, lately is that the Iranians uh, have been uh, bombing or shelling the um, uh, Kurdish region of Iraq, uh, uh, where Erbil is the center for
1: various uh, reasons. And amassing its own forces also along the border. Indeed.
0: So, so uh, this is uh, quite a dilemma for Washington and other capitals as they try to balance their policies uh, vis-a-vis what is happening uh, in this troubled uh, area.
1: Indeed, uh, Mr. Sizoucik, I'd like to start with you. Uh, when we're talking about uh, the abhorrent attack that occurred in Istanbul, obviously, Meet the Turkish Intelligence Agency uh, very rapidly uh, succeeded in uh, capturing the the alleged perpetrator of this attack, and ultimately uh, uh, managed also to to attain additional suspects that led to more arrests also in Bulgaria and elsewhere, uh, and uh, you know, for a long time, Turkey has been highlighting that the PKK, which is a communist uh, workers party of uh, uh, Kurdish uh, um, ethnicity, if you will, uh, is one and the same with YPG, PYD, various uh, militias operating in Syria, uh, and also the the greatest composition within the uh, Syrian Democratic Forces, the, the SDF, which are trained and supported by the United States, uh, which have also been very effective in combating the Islamic State. Uh, where is the disconnect between uh, uh, t- what Turkey sees and what its LIC see all over the world?
3: So, we have to say here that the main <coughs> change happened in 2014 when Obama administration needed a local partner in Syria to fight ISIS. And at that time, we had the nuclear deal, and the Obama administration was keen on finding a local partner, and it had a clear demand. Anyone who will work with the Americans to fight against ISIS had to cut off the uh, fighting against the Assad regime and Iranian-based Shia militias at that time. So the Syrian Arab components and the Free Syrian Army obviously rejected that, and Turkey at that time also rejected this approach. But there was the YPG which uh, was eager to uh, accept this, as the YPG had always a tacit agreement with the Assad regime and a an, uh, common understanding with Iran due to its links in uh, Iraq. So uh, at that, uh, since that time, the United States of America he supported the YPG then uh, after the name branding change of the YPG to the Syrian Democratic Force which also included some non YPG elements into it but the decision making apparatus was it is briefly in, uh, firmly in the hands of the YPG continued and here the turkish approach was always, the YPG and its political side, the PYD, was even listed by the U.S. State Department as the Syrian branch of the PKK up until that time. After that, uh, it was uh, mysteriously uh, eradicated from the list. And we know that the links between the PKK and the YPG in in structural, in personnel, in ideology, in way of conduct is just immense. And uh, the leader of the general commander of the Syrian Democratic Force, uh, named Manzum Abdi, He is actually a huge veteran, important figure in the PKK, who orchestrated several terror attacks inside Turkey. So for Turkey, this was always uh, a dilemma in which the Americans preferred to fight against ISIS with another terror group. So at that time, the Americans always said that this engagement is transactional, uh, transitional, and tactical. But over the times, it remained. And up until now, the Americans still oppose any kind of Turkish uh, military uh, counter uh, terrorism operation in northern Syria, as they fear that the operations against ISIS will uh, deteriorate from that. But we have to state here clearly that there's uh, a distinction. The Turkish military operations are in the north of Syria. The counterterrorism operations against ISIS, against the cells of ISIS, there is no territorial control of ISIS anymore in Syria, are in the south, where tribal Arabs uh, are uh, living. And I think the main mistake of the Americans is that they still continue to work with the YPG and do not work on exchanging the local partners to the tribal Arab Sunni people of uh, the resort and Haseke. And here also we have to underline that there's a discrepancy between the Turkish and the Iranian approach as well. So the Turkish approach is fighting against the PKK-affiliated uh, Kurds. But the Iranian approach is fighting against the legitimate uh, government uh, of Kurdistan region in northern Iraq, the Barzani aligned and affiliated entities. Uh, And they do not bomb the PKK, but they bomb the KDP's Iranian branch. And this is a major difference we also need to uh, underline here, because just like ISIS do not represent Sunni Muslims. Uh, the PKK and the YPG do not represent the Kurds per se. There's much difference there. And what Turkey is trying to do and achieve is to uh, eradicate its uh, uh, terrorism from its border region. And unfortunately, as the United States of America continue not to formulate a new Syrian policy, uh, there's always this this in which Turks feel uh, backstabbed by the Americans. And this is, uh, from the Turkish perspective, the major problematic issue
1: in the Turkish-American relations. Indeed. Well, we will touch uh, later on in this program, I hope, also on the uh, Iranian angle, which of course uh, comes as a countermeasure to the Turkish uh, uh, offensive, among others. But I- I'd like also to uh, uh, bring General Kimet to the discussion today. and. Uh, The matter of the YPG and PYD and the SDF in general has been a point of contention between Washington and Ankara for quite some time, indeed, uh, since 2015. Uh, To what degree do you see this as... Uh, A legitimate demand of Turkey that uh, the United States pull backwards, of course, uh, just uh, earlier this week, uh, and if I may quote, uh, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan noted uh, following a cabinet meeting, and I quote, uh, the due date of these terrorists has now passed as their concrete tunnels uh, in which they take refuge today will soon become their graves. Neither the countries they trust so much, nor the terror barons who put their lives on the market, will be able to save them from the tragic fate that awaits at the end, uh, of course, very vigorous uh, threats towards uh, uh, the Kurdish uh, elements in northern Syria. Uh, is this something that truly concerns the United States, or will the the u uh, s forces on the ground in cooperation of course with u s command uh, manage to somehow um delay or or put a line for turkey uh in its uh, anticipated offensive
2: well <clears throat> i think we will as we did with the uh, operation olive branch in 2019 i believe it was Indeed. uh set up deconfliction mechanisms between the turkish forces and our own forces the worst possible thing we could have would be two nato allies uh fighting each other but i'd like to expand Uh, the conversation a little bit more. I thought that was an excellent uh, uh, presentation by our colleague from Ankara. Uh, The United States view, of course, is that uh, while the YPG, now called the SDF, may not be uh, the most wholesome of allies to have, I think it's important to remember that during World War II, we aligned ourselves with the Russians to defeat the Germans. So I think we recognize that this is a temporary, transactional, and tactical relationship. Although that's our policy, we haven't been completely uh, true to that policy. And Turkey does have a legitimate concern for their national security interests, most recently seen by the bombing inside uh, of Istanbul proper at a very, very heavily uh, traveled tourist area. Uh, in Taksim Square. So this is one of those difficulties that I think is even more complicated by this unique relationship we have with our military command plans, our unified command plan. Uh, On one hand, the Syria operation and Syria proper and the counter ISIS campaign is being run by central command. Uh, But Turkey is part of the European command so there is even disagreement between the european command and our own central command on the best way to handle this problem clearly turkey is a nato ally it's been a long-standing ally it's fought side by side with us as far back as the korean war uh, it's been instrumental in its support for ukraine primarily with its Bayraktar drones that they have provided so this, is a, this isn't a balancing act, this is standing on the edge of a sword for the United States with regards to its policy. And depending on how much of a threat you believe ISIS remains, uh, what our alliance is with a organization that is aligned with a UN-declared terrorist organization, and how much you want to uh, uh, honor the legitimate national security interests of Turkey. Uh, that's a balancing act that, uh, as we see with this upcoming operation, uh, this is a policy issue that we've been fighting and trying to find a middle ground since 2015, and we candidly really haven't thus far.
1: Do you Not to forget, of course, that the PKK is on the designated list of the U.S. State Department as a foreign terrorist organization, as well as on the black list of uh, the European Union. Even here in Israel, it is defined as a terrorist organization, Mr. Owen.
0: I, I fully support uh, what our... Go I ahead, I, I am
2: not certain that the PKK remains on the declared terrorist organization list of the United States. I'll go back and check that. But I certainly do know that it's a declared terrorist organization uh, by the United Nations.
0: Well, you know, there are two lists, uh, State Department and Treasury, and uh, one one should look um, uh, whether there is uh, a difference. But I fully support what uh, Mark just said and Omar too, because uh, only a week before the bombing, I strolled down uh, Istiklal uh, and Taksim Square uh, looking for Turkish delight to bring the studio staff here because otherwise uh, you wouldn't have taken me back. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously there were uh, many, many other... Uh, travelers uh, there however I am not sure um, one can find a direct connection between the terror squad which as you said um, uh, ties were found uh, even in other countries uh, in the Balkans and northern Syria and therefore the question I'm not stating it as a fact but the question is whether the uh, threatened operation was in context or as a pretext? Um, And uh, the question uh, speaks to the elections in Turkey next spring, which um, obviously critics of the regime uh, point to uh, in order to say that President Erdogan, who right now uh, may be trailing in the public opinion polls, uh, wants to uh, drum up the um, nationalistic or militaristic uh, drums.
1: Indeed. Well, I, not necessarily drum compared to the secondary contenders, but rather uh, about a majority uh, within uh, the next government. But uh, I'd like to ask uh, Mr. Olgermell, obviously uh, Mr. Kizilcik, uh, excuse me, uh, what what is um, your perspective on the context? Of the current operation because this has been going operation you know uh, after operation after operation after operation where does this end Uh, and considering also the application of Sweden and Finland into NATO uh, where Turkey has demanded and has maintained leverage over this demand uh, with regard to Sweden in particular which supports uh, the Kurdish uh, militias in Syria. Uh, There has been some sort of an arrangement on this matter, but there are still challenges pertaining to this issue to date. So, first of all, I need to speak about the issue of the elections in Turkey.
3: There is actually a research in Turkey about the effect of cross-border military operations to the voting uh, behavior of the Turkish electorate. And the effect lasts only four months. After four months, there is no real effect anymore left. So if uh, there was the context of the elections to this military operations, it's quite too soon. It, It should be better for the government party to wait some more months. Secondly, if this is in any way related to the elections, then how do we explain that the Turkish armed force tried to launch a military operation six, seven months ago and in 2021 as well, which were both prevented by the Russians. So I have to underline here, even though we speak, we have spoken so far about the American side, on the ground, the real ones who prevent the military operation are the Russians, because their military is present there, and they are protecting the YPG in areas where Turkey wants to launch this military operation. The American side is more important in terms of possible American sanctions and possible uh, diplomatic uh, repercussions for Turkey. So, that being said, in terms of elections, I do highly doubt that that's any way related to the elections or whatsoever. Secondly, about the Istanbul bombing attack, we know that uh, the people who provided with aid, uh, the terrorists who conduct this bomb, that they are also members of the YPG. There was recently released uh, information by the Turkish government which show uh, CCTV footage of a YPG member, and they also even uh, gathered uh, this person's official YPG uh, profile picture with his, uh, with their YPG uniform etc. So the links are obvious. But even if we say have still some questions about that, we have the cross-border shelling of the YPG towards Turkey. Only recently, which killed uh, which targeted a school in Turkey. They did not target even a military facility. And even if we would not have that, just the mere uh, uh, presence of the YPG is reason enough for Turkey to launch a cross-border military operation. And here, let me come to your question now. Uh, The Sweden and Finland's bid to NATO obviously are strengthening Turkish uh, position. with a a new uh, potential military operation in northern Syria, as well as the situation in Ukraine, because Turkey is not only one of the most important supporters of Ukrainian armed forces, but also with the grain agreement, with the straits closing to any Russian ships or any warships, Turkish position is unique, and the the geopolitical value of Turkey has been uh, reminded to the entirety of the NATO alliance. And I think it's now more time, just like the uh, period after the Second World War, to remember how important state-to-state relations actually are. And here again and again, I am saying this for over two, three years now, is I still wonder how do the United States of America continue to work with the YPG against uh, to eradicate ISIS while the YPG has a genuine interest in keeping ISIS alive. I have to say the YPG had an interest in fighting ISIS, but they also have an interest in keeping ISIS alive because they know that the sole legitimacy and their partnership with the US depends on that. So I would argue here that it's time to exchange the YPG in the south to local Sunni tribal Arab uh, entities and in the north to the Roj Peshmerga and their political side, the Syrian Kurdish coalition, which actually represents most of the Syrian Kurdish population, even pro PKK figures like Vladimir uh, from Wildenburg, write in his book that the, most of the Syrian Kurds do not support the YPG, but the Syrian Kurdish National Coalition. And it's time for the U.S. to exchange its local partner and to engage with the, uh, its NATO ally, Turkey, and not to walk de facto together with the Russians while the Russians invade uh, Ukraine. Honestly, uh, honestly I think it's shocking for me to see that American soldiers in northern Syria pose together with Russian soldiers while Ukrainians are killed and they uh, work de facto together to prevent a new Turkish-Syrian military operation against a
1: terrorist entity. I'm sure General Kimmett will have uh, something to say about that, but I'd like also to hear uh, your perspective on the matter of, of NATO. Ultimately, there is a window of opportunity here, and this is what I hear at uh, the Defense Department in the U.S. Uh, as a viewed from a uh, Turkish perspective necessarily uh, regarding uh, a potential operation at a time when leverage over Sweden and Finland's accession into uh, Uh, NATO is still uh, in question. Uh, Do you see this also as uh, a window of opportunity? And to what degree uh, is this uh, cynically put uh, from uh, the perspective of Western allies who uh, do understand, at least uh, vocally so, uh, Turkish concerns vis-à-vis the Kurdish uh, militias in northern Syria?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, I'd like to address this issue of a local partner. Uh, This would not have been a problem uh, working with the YPG uh, had our first uh, uh, choice to help us fight ISIS in northern Syria, which was Turkey would have agreed Mm -hmm. to work alongside of us. So I I do agree that at this point we may be beyond the pale on that specific issue. But it it is certainly the case that uh, um, things would have not come to this point had uh, uh, Turkey joined us side by side. But I also think that we've got to look at the greater context where we're talking about Turkey coming into NATO, I mean, uh, Sweden coming into NATO in particular. Uh, This is one of a many, uh, one of a many list of issues that Turkey and the United States are disagreeing upon. So we can't look at it singularly, nor can we look at this issue in, in northern Syria singularly. We mm-hmm. still have the issues of the, S3, the S-400 sale uh, by Russia to the Turkish uh, Ministry of Defense. We also have the issue about Gulan being held, not held, but in fact finding harbor and safe haven inside the United States. There still is a question of the Joint Strike Fighter sale, which at one time uh, was meant that Turkey would be a partner. So I think the important thing is we we can't look at these specifically on a case-by-case basis, but we have to look at these as a portfolio of challenges between our long-standing NATO ally, Turkey, and the United States.
1: Indeed. Well, um, Mr. Olin, I'd like to hear, uh, we don't have very much time left, uh, roughly three and a half minutes, but uh, with regard to Russia's uh, angle on this, obviously Russia voiced concern about Turkey's uh, uh, intentions. and has highlighted also beyond that, uh, that uh, it uh, would see consequences or ramifications to this uh, uh, cross-border offensive. Uh, To what degree does Russia, within uh, the context also of the Ukraine war, being entrenched there in a losing battle, at at least so it seems, uh, is it really able to alter the course of Turkey's intention?
0: No, um, Russia, um, of course, um, has a lot of expertise in voicing uh, threats. Some of them uh, veiled, uh, phrased uh, with question marks uh, at the end. How would you have liked to have your cities bombed? Not uh, a a direct threat, but uh, you have uh, to infer yourself uh, what they meant. And as you said, and as all of us uh, know, Ukraine is not uh, only the top item on the list, it's the only item right now. They don't know how they can extricate themselves as long as the Ukrainians are willing to engage or keep engaging in a war of attrition. And whatever happens in Syria has been relegated uh, uh, to a very, very secondary spot. They try to uh, fill the vacuum with words. They have taken some of their systems, their commanders, uh, some of their troops maybe, uh, from Syria to uh, the Ukraine. But the question is, um, as long as the process of trying to stabilize Syria with some hope of a political solution to the 11-year crisis. As long as that looms in the horizon, is it in anyone's interest to keep Syria in a sort of a civil war, not really what it started, and to have portions governed by outside forces, a
1: security belt by Turkey being one of them? Indeed, well, Just a closing sentence from each of you, Mr. Ichirik, we'll start with you. So I have to say
3: that I am uh, hopeful that this time the United States of America will consider Ukraine and Finland and Sweden and will reconsider its position in Syria and will not uh, risk its relations with Turkey over a uh, ter- counter-terrorism uh, operation
1: in northern Syria. General Kimmett?
2: Yeah, I concur with that view. Uh, simply the relationship with Turkey is far too important to the United States that, candidly, we ought to risk it uh, in order to ameliorate the concerns of a PKK-declared terrorist organization.
0: And, and we have to note that uh, there is a rapprochement between Turkey and Israel, has been over the last year and a half, uh, as an initiative by President Erdogan, Erdogan was the one who cooled it. Now he has warmed it up. It's a very positive development.
1: Indeed, that's uh, absolutely true. And also there are signals from uh, Erdogan with regard to uh, Egypt, uh, Israel's uh, uh, western neighbor, as well as uh, uh, Damascus even. Uh, so that is uh, a development we'll have to discuss in the next uh, edition of Jerusalem Studio. I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Kazilchik and uh, General Kimmet for being part of today's panel. I'd like to thank Emil Ogan as well and to thank our viewers as well and we'll see you next time for another episode of Jerusalem Studio until then shalom
0: thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast for more content on Israel and its region we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media